This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you should steer clear of quicksand, and we pass along a very whimsical and fun hack from a listener. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am still in my home office in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, although I talk to you often, I realize I haven't seen you since December. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretchen, I'm so glad we toured when we did (laughs) because we got to spend so much time together. By the way, Gretchen, although it makes me happy to have our house get all fixed up, it does not make me happy that I have a lot of noise behind me right now. So I apologize if you hear some noise. Hey, it's, 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 we're rolling with it. This is just, we're just, 2020. 2020. Speaking of 2020, I have to mention a mask that I saw because I really am loving how people are now getting creative with masks. And I am a huge Game of Thrones fan, the books and the TV show, of course. And I saw what is right now my favorite mask, which was a black mask that in the Game of Thrones font, which is very distinctive, it said, not today. <laughs> because remember, one of the characters says, what do we say to the god of death? Yes. Not today. And it kind of repeats throughout. So I just thought not today was such a perfect sentiment for a mask. That is awesome. I need yeah. that. Yes. And before we launch in, remember, we need your hacks. For a very special episode 290, we are gathering hacks. So send them in. Yes, send your hacks. Gretch, we also wanted to share an email um, we got from Erin. She said, I listened to your podcast episode 283 this week with Ann Patchett, where Ann told you about finishing the first version of The Dutch House and throwing it away. My book, Just Out, Thank You for Voting, might never have happened without 
and throwing that book away. Part of trying to find my own happiness and career balance was cold emailing after I heard Anne was writing a book on women and voting. I offered to do her research and background interviews. Anne and I hit it off and things went to plan for almost a year. The research was to be a side project, but it became an obsession. Then she decided to rewrite the Dutch house, making timing to write the voting book too tight. Instead of shelving it, she pointed out it was all my work so far that I had a passion for it and I should just write it. (laughs) One and a half years of sprinting later, thank you for voting and a young reader's edition are in stores everywhere. I love that story. Wow. But you know, listen, you and I as writers were both so struck by the idea that Ann Patchett threw away her first version of the novel Well, it turned out it had this whole consequence for Erin. Yes. If she hadn't thrown it out, she wouldn't have been rewriting it. And then it wouldn't have occurred to her that Erin should write this book. And then we got this amazing book, The Dutch House. So all good. All good. One more thing before we do the Try This at Home. As I mentioned, my one word theme for this year is infrastructure. And I have realized that I need more infrastructure. I love doing all the work that I do. And I need more help. And I am planning to hire a growth strategy and operations executive to help be a thought partner, a second brain, someone who will think strategically about growth and execution, who's had a lot of experience. If this description sounds interesting to you, go to GretchenRubin.com slash careers to find out much more about the position and the experience that's needed and how to apply. Again, that's GretchenRubin.com slash careers. Now, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to steer clear of quicksand. And quicksand is that thing that draws you in. And then once you're there, you sink deeper and deeper Mm. and deeper, and it holds you in place. That is brunch buffet, (laughs) slot machines, Twitter, Netflix, bags of chips, cartons of ice creams, online shopping sites. (laughs) These are all quicksand for some people. Yes. Now, how about you, Elizabeth? What's your quicksand, do you think? Oh, boy. I think it's chips. I am that person where if I know there's a bag of chips around, it is quicksand. I mean, I will say, oh, I'm just going to have one tiny handful, and then I'll eat that, and I'll get back up and go back to the cabinet and back to the cabinet. And it would be so much better if I just avoided the chips quicksand altogether. Well, this is making me think that it's that maybe it's related to the abstainer moderator split that we've talked mm. about. And so maybe some people and with some things they get sucked in more quickly like the the ground beneath their feet turns to quicksand quicker whereas other people maybe aren't as susceptible to wandering into quicksand. Yeah, and I think what's quicksand for one is not quicksand for another. You know, oh. for instance, like take online shopping. I think that's a huge quicksand area for many, many people. Yeah. Now I do online, I'll call it browsing. Like I can do a lot of it, especially right now during the pandemic, but I don't buy things. I just Mm. look, you know, Mm -hmm. probably 199 times out of 200. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not quicksand because there's no negative consequence. Right. It's just since I'm not shopping in real life, I'm doing some, and there's a lot of sales. So I'm looking but it doesn't make anything bad happen. Right. I think you're exactly right. And it's that feeling of being trapped in a place that's not good. Um, It's like, for some people, Twitter is fine. For some people, Twitter is this thing that they can't escape. And so they need to manage it. 
And sometimes I think it kind of goes back and forth. For me, a quicksand is episodes of The Office. Mm. I've seen every episode a hundred times. But once I start, I can't stop. Like, mm. like we'll watch one and then I'll be like, oh, I only just want to watch this. The beginning, you know, the very beginning of the show is always really, really good. And I'm always like, I'll just watch the opening scene. And then I'm like, I love this episode. I have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> and so it's like in small doses, it's like a nice respite, but it can become something where I'm just spending way too much time on it and it becomes quicksand, quicksand. for me. Yeah. Yeah. The Michael Scott quicksand. The Michael Scott quicksand. And what about news, Gretchen? Because I know we talk a lot about the whole news quicksand. You know, some days I do find myself getting drawn into the news apps like Google News and Apple News and just sort of scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I'm trying to be much more aware of that, like get in, get out or, you know, not letting it just hold me tight because I think you want to be updated. You want to be a citizen of the world. But I find that if I spend too much time on it, it's not really adding much value. It's just kind of hypnotizing me. Yeah. Now, Gretchen, you mentioned brunch buffets. Yes. And I do think brunch buffets could be called quicksand, but I love a brunch buffet. You might not know this about me. <laughs> I did. I knew you do. I knew you loved department store restaurants, but I did not know you love a brunch buffet. I do. When I go to a nice brunch buffet, I feel like my past and present have merged. Because I think we went to brunch buffets for like Easter and things like that when yeah. we were young. Oh my and gosh. So it makes me feel both that I am like an adult and a kid at the same Aww. time. Aww. And the other thing is I never drink champagne or rarely, but when I am at a brunch buffet, a glass of champagne feels like the most festive, wonderful thing. So like, even if I shouldn't go to a brunch buffet because it is quicksand, I love it too much. And I mean, by the way, how often do I go? You know, less than once a year. Well, that's one thing about quicksand is, is this the quicksand that's like right outside your front door? Is this the quicksand right. that you, you know, you're only experiencing? And it could be, and, and to your point about it's different for everybody, it, it is also that kind of thing could be different for everybody. Because you might have a circumstance in your life where it's very unusual to have French buffet, or you might have a circumstance in your life where it's very common. Like my yes. thing is I never, I never take the buffet off. I always try to avoid a buffet, but you would that would make you sad and make you that is not choosing the bigger life for you. So I, I love your embrace. Of I the embrace brunch the brunch buffet. Gretchen, um, but I love that you're calling this quicksand because what I find is just naming something mm -hmm. makes it so much easier to deal with it. So like if I call chips quicksand, yeah, I think I have a better chance at avoiding them because I can go, oh, those chips are quicksand yes. rather than just, oh, those chips are bad for me. Right, right. It, it yeah, helps to name it. It helps to name it, to have a, ter a term that kind of conveys that sense of getting sucked in and held against your <laughs> volition. Yes. Um, yeah, I think having a name for something often really does help you shine a spotlight in, in a way that can help you change your behavior. So let us know if you do try this at home and how steering clear of quicksand works for you and what is your quicksand. It'd be fascinating to know. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash 287 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a fun happiness hack that will help you stay connected to loved ones during the pandemic. But first, this break.
When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. And now it's time for a happiness hack. Yeah, Gretchen, this comes from Amanda. She says... I wanted to share something that my husband and I sent my parents and in-laws this past Mother's Day since we couldn't all celebrate together as usual. We ordered and mailed them each a life-size cardboard cutout of our son, their grandson, who is three years old. The cutout is whimsical, adorable, and makes them smile multiple times a day because it often feels like he is sitting in their house with them because it is so lifelike. Side note, my dad, who is a manager at a large company, got an idea to order one of himself to send to his office building. He is not reporting to the building for the foreseeable future, but anyone who does go to the the building for socially distant work, such as in a lab, gets the opportunity to pass by a life-size and realistic cutout of my dad. I think this is a sweet, silly, and thoughtful gesture to anyone that is feeling isolated at this time and surprisingly made our sets of parents feel so much more happy and connected to their grandson, even though he wasn't really there with them. Bonus, it was especially funny to see how confused he was when we would FaceTime and a life-size version of him was at their house. <laughs> that is adorable. This is great. And I have to say, I just thought this was a kind of thing like making bagels. It's like, this isn't something that just like an ordinary person can do, in the, you know, on their own. I, I've seen these things a million times. I didn't know you as just a civilian could order one. And I looked it up and it's, it's affordable 
And you can get tabletop ones, you know, that are like, oh, you know, funny. miniature. And you can get ones that are just the upper body. You can get someone's face on a paddle. There's like a whole world of these things that you can do. And I just think it's so funny. It is great. I feel like there's a lot of whimsical, cute things that you could do with this once you know that it's something that you can do. So thank you for that, Amanda. We're going to be um, perusing the, the life-size <laughs> yes. cardboard cutout. Elizabeth, I, I feel this may be uh, a, a Christmas gift <laughs> yes. uh, for you. <laughs> And now for the spotlight on a Black author. This week, the spotlight is on Baratunde Thurston. Now, one of my favorite aphorisms and ones that I quote, and it was even an epigraph to one of my books, I think, is from G.K. Chesterton, who wrote, it is easy to be heavy, hard to be light. And Baratunde Thurston is someone who is known for being able to use new technology like Twitter and humor to communicate important ideas. And so he's worked in a bunch of different media. He worked for The Onion, the satirical news outlet. He worked on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. He writes columns. And I just read his New York Times bestseller called How to Be Black. And it is a memoir. It's social criticism. It's activism. It's a page turner. It's also laugh out loud funny. Um, He's really, really able to convey big, big, heavy ideas, but using satire. And listen, I was just telling you to you, I also discovered that he has a new podcast called We're Having a Moment. Ah. And it, yeah, it's a limited six-part series. I cannot wait to listen to it. And he has a great TED Talk from 2019, which is very prescient. And I also signed up for his newsletter, but I haven't gotten the first one yet. So I will put links to all of this stuff or all the different ways that you can connect to the work of Baratunde Thurston in the show notes for this episode. And now it's time to talk about a happiness stumbling block. And this is very appropriate for today. It is the stumbling block of catastrophizing. Yes, catastrophizing is when we magnify negative consequences, assume they're certain to happen. Like, if my sweetheart breaks up with me, I'll be alone forever. I will never be happy again. Yes, we've all done it. We've all been there. Yes. Gretch, I know this is a big issue for people right now because Sarah and I talked about it in episode 168 of Happier in Hollywood. Um, We were reminding ourselves not to catastrophize. You do uh, you 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 do have a little bit of a tendency that way. I'll I do, your sister. Yeah. And in our podcast, we told people to post in our Happier in Hollywood Facebook group if they were tempted to catastrophize, and we said we'd be their account- accountability partners and mm. not ca- catastrophizing. And we have had so many people post being yeah. tempted to catastrophize or wanting help and not catastrophizing. So we realized it's kind of a hot button issue right now with everything going on. Well, I know you and I talked, we talked about it in the very special episode 240, which was use the emergency kit for anxiety, worry, and stress. And we heard about it from a lot of people after that episode. So I think this is something that maybe we always have a tendency to do, but then when the pressure is mounting up, it becomes a bigger and bigger inclination yeah. Um, so what do you, what's your impression about what are the subjects of catastrophizing that are most prevalent right now? What do you think? Obviously, I think finances, right, yes. is a huge sure. one um, yes. for almost everybody. Yes. This will happen, then this will happen, and this will yes. happen, and this will, then we'll lose our house, and then we'll yes. yeah, have to, yeah, 
Yeah. And then school, like, is school going to be in session or not? If school is in session, is there going to be an outbreak of COVID-19 and it's going to shut down and I don't, you know, I'm going to have to scramble again for childcare or figure out how to work from home if I'm back working in the office. I mean, there's just so many scenarios that could play out. I mean, there's what is going to happen with the holidays. Yes. You and I were just talking about that in our own lives. Yes. We had a whole plan. We have kind of plan ahead about who's going where, when. Yes. A big one I've seen, Gretchen, is weddings. So, you know, people who planned one date for their wedding and then they often moved that date because of the pandemic. And what's happened is that date is now in question. You know, they moved it from June to October, and now October doesn't feel like a good time for a wedding. And so they're catastrophizing about the wedding, and it makes sense. But you know what? The thing that I've realized over time, not that I don't still fall prey, is that it really is such a time suck with no upside. Yeah, right. Because often it's things that you can't control or you can't foresee. Maybe, what is it, Mark Twain said something like, uh, I had a 100 things that I feared, 99 of which never came true, or he said it, you know, some Mark Twain way. But yeah, it's this idea that you worry about all these things, but you don't know if they're going to happen. And if they and, and things often go wrong in a totally unexpected way. Yes. So it's not that it's not it's not that you don't have something to deal with, but it's not what you thought it was. Yes. So that is yeah. so true. Sarah and I say that all the time. Like when we um, hand in a script, for instance, we're always sitting there again catastrophizing about what we think their reaction is going to be to something when it's always something completely different that they have a problem with than any from anything we expect. So here's a great example of that, just uh, timely of what's going on right now. So a friend of mine had handed in something and, she, and, and the person said, I'll get back to you Saturday at 10 a.m. She didn't hear back on Saturday at 10 a.m. She didn't hear back on Sunday at 10 a.m. She's like, he hates it. This is terrible. This isn't going to work. So finally she emails and it's like, oh, I just can't help wondering. I thought I was going to hear from you. It's like, oh, we've completely lost power. Uh, I had to go on this emergency mission to do X, Y, Z thing. I, I just completely forgot. And she was like, I thought of every possible scenario, except yeah. that power went out all over the East Coast of the United States yeah. and this person was affected. She's like, it wasn't that it didn't happen. It was like it had nothing to do with her. Yeah. And of course, she thought yeah. the whole thing had to do with her. Yeah. Oh, and about catastrophizing, a friend of mine said the other day, she's like, you know, but my daughter's supposed to learn to read. What happens if she doesn't go back to school? Yeah. As it, in her mind, it's like, she'll never read. Yeah, yeah, this is a window. Three months. She misses it. It's not that it's not a problem. It's not that it's not something to be worried about, but she's going to learn to read. Yeah, and it won't, it likely won't be the worst possible outcome. Like, definitely things are topsy-turvy, things are going wrong, there are problems and issues, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the worst thing. Yeah. So what do you do, Elizabeth, you've you've battled with catastrophizing, what is it that you try to discipline yourself to do when you feel yourself going on this spiral? I guess part Um, of it is to recognize that you're doing it. That's probably hard. To recognize that you're doing it. I mean, I'm lucky that I have Sarah um, because we can often talk ourselves out of it. You Mm. know, one of us can recognize it and the other. Usually it's her recognizing it in me. Uh, One thing you told me, which I think helps, is remind yourself of what you actually know. Right. Yes. Explain that. Well, remind yourself of what you actually know is, okay, you're like, but this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Okay, what what do I actually know right now? And we've talked about this, like, 
trying not to worry about things before they're right, mm-hmm. trying not to spin out or waste a lot of time or energy on possible alternatives that may never come to pass, which is hard. But if you're like, okay, this is our financial situation right now, knowing what we know now, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. And then maybe think about like, well, how can we set ourselves up better, but in a calm way and not in a, a spinning out Everything leads to everything, inevitably leads to everything, inevitably leads to everything. I think when you get like four or five steps away from what's yeah. actually happening, that's when you're, you, it's just not what, it's not what's happening in front of you. It's what you're fearing. Yeah. And I try to just remember like what I put out there will definitely impact Jack yeah. and Adam. So the calmer I am and the less catastrophizing I'm doing, the less catastrophizing they will do. Yeah. So if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the ones you love. Uh, that's definitely my catastrophizing takes that manic energy and that mm-hmm. like getting really high strung. Mom is always saying to me, stay calm, mm-hmm. stay calm. Because it is just like if you act calm, you'll feel calmer. That's act the way you wish you felt. So that's really good advice. Yeah. Uh, if not for yourself, for others. Well, that's good. And let us know about your tendency to catastrophize and if you found any great solutions, because I think it's something that is very common and it would be great to have a big toolbox of things to do when you feel yourself edging down that slope. Yes. And if you want to um, be accountable for your catastrophizing, you can join our Happier in Hollywood Facebook group. Yes. Um, and we will we will be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, we've got a book club listener question. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. And now it's time for a listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is 77-HAPPY-336. Or you can email us an email at podcast at gretchenrubin.com. 
most people, it seems like, prefer to leave emails. And this week, we got a question from Dawn. Yeah, she says, I am a teacher who has wanted to read and discuss children's literature with other adults for years. It's funny how difficult it has been to find people who would also enjoy that. I'm intrigued by your three children's lit book clubs. Does each one have a different focus? Did you start them all? I need some tips. I have found some people who are interested and want to get started, but would be happy to share in some of your wisdom. All right. This is a question I'm sure you love, Gretchen. I love this question. So here's how it works with my kidlet groups. There were three, now there are two because two of them have people that travel all the time. And so we decided to make one bigger group because it just often has people who can't come. So now there's two groups, um, kidlet one and kidlet two. The way we do it is we meet every six weeks. We decided every month was too often for us. So we meet every six weeks. We take turns meeting in different people's houses for dinner. However, this is New York City, and some people don't have apartments that are big enough to host. And so they just don't host. Mm -hmm. One person, instead of hosting, would always bring a dessert. Some people are just like, I can't host. And so they don't host, and that's fine. In one group, we alternate among three categories, contemporary, modern, and classic. So Mm. contemporary would be like long way down, Modern would be like, pardon me, you're stepping on my eyeball. And then classic would be like Peter Pan. The other group, we just, somebody suggests something and we all weigh in or not. Like somebody suggested Sharon Creech's bloomability. And somebody said, Swiss boarding school. Girl leaves the South to go to a Swiss boarding school. We were all like, okay, say no more. Like we are in (laughs) Sharon Creech boarding school. That's all we need. And, uh, and then we talk about the book and, but the motto of Kidlet is no guilt and you are Mm. encouraged to come. Even if you have not read the book, Mm. you're absolutely encouraged to come. We often talk about other things other than the book. We don't feel like we have to talk about the book the whole time. I will say that for many people, a lot of these people are bookish people. So they're reading a ton for work, but for many people who even don't work in the book industry, this is the book that they manage to read because these books are often towering classics of world literature, like something like Charlotte's Web. But it's very short and manageable, so even a very, very busy person can read it. And so I think for many people, it is a very great joy because mm-hmm. it's a way to read for fun, even if, you're, if you don't have a lot of time to read for fun. What I found is that when you start asking around, you find that more people share this taste than you would think. You just have to be listening for it all the time. I've become quite, <laughs> quite canny about people making little references here and there, and I, and I will follow up. So I think if you ask around, Don, you might find that there are more people in your circle. And then you ask a few people and then they they might know a few right. people too. And then you, then that's part of the beauty of a book group is that's how you meet new friends. And um, there's just so much outstanding children's literature that's that of all the decades. I, I just I think I think you would love it. I just think you would love it. I would suggest to Dawn that she pick the first book. Yes. Just so that there's not a lot of discussion. To get get everything started. And I think of everything you said, I think not making it once a month is key. I think once a month is just too often for book groups. Yes. So I think every six weeks or even two months, but every six weeks is great. Yeah, I think every, I think as long as it's every two months, I think less than, I think if you did it once a quarter, it would start feeling like they weren't really meeting. Uh, We really like every six weeks. And then sometimes it'll stretch to seven because it's the summer or it's the holidays or whatever. But it really is wonderful. And there's so many just outstanding works of literature. I mean, it's a taste like anything. Some people like mysteries. I don't really like mysteries. Some people like thrillers. I don't really like thrillers. Some people like cookbooks. I don't really like cookbooks. Some people like children's literature. It's just a taste (laughs) that some people have. You have it too, Elizabeth. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Well, good luck, Dawn. I want this group to happen. Please let us know. Keep us posted. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Okay, now I know better than this. Come on. I wrote a book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, and I know myself well enough to know that outer order brings me inner calm, and yet I let my office get messier and messier and messier. And it's this classic thing where you do something, I do something kind of to be like, I want to let myself off the hook because that's going to make me feel better or that's going to like give me a little bit of energy or like, oh, I'll just let myself get away with this. Mm. So I do it to make myself feel better, but then I just feel worse. And then I just walk in in the morning and there's just like this giant mess and I can't find the paper that I'm looking for. And then I try to every ten, take 10 minutes every day before I leave my desk and tidy everything up. But instead of 10 minutes, of course, it was like 40 minutes because I let it get so bad. And it's just, I know better. I Don't do it. Stay on top of it. Like a little bit every day is a lot b- better than doing a bunch all in one day. So now that you've proclaimed this and you're accountable, you're going to clean your office and not have this problem. Well, and the thing is, once I see like everything put away, my eyes mm. just like pop out of my head with joy. <laughs> it just feels so much better. And then I think I would never let it get messy again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, now I am committed to keeping it much tidier because I, I had to do the hard work of getting it back and now I'm just reveling in it. Gretch, I have to say, I find it comforting that this happens to you as well. So <laughs> yes, you should come happy. over and be my happiness yes. bully and like force me to be like, where does this book go? Um, Pentala says, what's a gold star? Take us up. I'm giving my gold star to a mother-daughter pair from the Happier in Hollywood Facebook group, Gretch. This mother, I'm just going to read her post because it says it better than I can for a gift that her daughter gave her. She says, this is from Amy. She says, this is almost too personal to share, but too beautiful a gift to not share. I have kept a journal for each of our three kids since I was pregnant with them and gave Evan, our oldest, and a girl, hers when she graduated from college degree in musical theater. Over quarantine, she has been home from New York City playing around with writing music for the first time. For my birthday present, she gave me The Below, a song written with my words to her from the journal. The first line is literally the first sentence I wrote to her when only God had seen her unformed little body, followed by other things that I wanted her to know about her precious life and how she is loved." And she says, for all mothers and daughters, I hope this is somehow an encouragement to you. And Gretchen, her daughter, Evan, sings this song that's beautiful, that's all the lyrics are from these journals, and it's called For a Little Life. You, li- I started crying the second Aww. it started. I cried throughout the whole thing. I thought it was so great. One, that the mom wrote the journals yes. and then gave them to her daughter. And then that the, the daughter read them and was moved to write a song using her mom's words. Yes. And Gretchen, um, they did give us permission to link to that. So we'll link to it. And also here's a little bit of the beginning of the song. When I was three years old, my mother died. So in case I'm not around in time for you to read this journal, know right now that you are loved. The nausea is bad, always have to be, but I know someday this all will be worth it to know your little. 
sounded like That's so beautiful. I love it because it's a beautiful gift from a mother to a daughter. And then it's the gift back that shows how deeply moved she was by what her mother did. So it's two, two gold stars yes. on both directions. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, the resources for this week. If you would like to get an email update every time I have a new blog post, you can sign up for my newsletter. For instance, I have a lot of interviews with authors. I share book suggestions. I write about ideas and solutions related to happiness, good habits, and human nature. If you go to GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter, you can update your subscription preferences. And back by popular demand, you can download and print the free PDF of Happiness Hacks. Yes, the Happiness Hacks from the Happier Podcast. You can get them at GretchenRubin.com slash resources. You can download it for free. You're going to have to update that uh, once we have our Happiness Hack hack special episode. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Steer clear of quicksand. Let us know if you tried it, if it worked for you, and what was the quicksand that you avoided. Thanks to our producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like this show, rate and review us. That really, really helps people to discover the show and tell a friend about the show. That also really helps us. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Elizabeth, because we're recording at home, I can't have the air conditioning on in my office because my air conditioner is so loud. And I am like literally covered in sweat. Oh, gosh. Uh, Go take a nice, cool shower. Yeah. Well, you know, I hate taking showers, but, you know, eventually the fall will come and uh, I'll have my space heater on. From the Onward Project.